welcome to another edition of Stuffing Around, Stuff Magazine's gaming podcast for all things gaming. My name's Nick Cowan, and I'm joined, as always, by Max Malella. That's me. And in the news this week, zombies. Zombies, they're coming. To Watch Dogs Legion. Oh. Yes. Anyway, moving right along. No, I mean, no, okay, so... It's worth a talk for a second. It's worth a talk for a second. So, news broke this week that a zombie, a bunch of zombies are going to land in London mm. um, in an update called Watch Dogs Legion of the Dead. Um, oh, that's clever, because Watch Dogs yeah. Legions. Yeah, that's oh, a Legion of the Dead. That's what you're doing there, Ubisoft. Um, and um, apparently, it's going to take on a kind of Left for Dead kind of um, vibe, where up to three players who team up essentially have to get from one area of the map to another, which is an extraction point, mm. and not get dead. Not get dead. In, in the middle <laughs> of that. Um, you know, which sounds to me... Sounds a lot like... So, I mean, I've, I've, I've never even played Left 4 Dead. Okay, so I Left d- d- well, I do know that that's the concept behind it. Yeah. Um, is, you, you, you know, you're getting, out of, you're getting out of there, not you, getting eaten by zombies. Well, you, you, the thing about Left 4 Dead is you, 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 um, you complete the level and then you land up in another level and then you complete the level. And you it, it's, you're, it's a, it's a never-ending loop of running away from the undead. Um, I don't know. I think this might be the same sort of thing. But, of course, you've got all the watchdogs accoutrements like gadgets and drones and... You know, I don't know. I might, I might do it just so I could hijack a bus and uh, run Plow over through a, some zombies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a time. Look, it doesn't. Uh, like, it's not, it's not massive news, but it's definitely something a lot of people could be looking forward to. And it might actually um, encourage players to work together as a team. Yes, you said you had a problem with that with some of the new multiplayer content, didn't you? Some of them. I mean, I haven't played the uh, the main missions, but like a, a lot of the side missions I was playing is like I would like to stealth this. Um, great they've all run off into the map and they're getting shot <laughs> meanwhile clint eastwood <coughs> over there is busy locking eyes with a with a guard across the room exactly yeah um but this but you know if if this is what i think it is mm. if you don't work together much like in the same way as left for dead you're going to die you're gonna get chomped <coughs> you're gonna get your brain eaten okay so you know it'd I'm be interesting to see if there's a new matchmaking mechanic with it because i mean one of the things that made left for dead so good was that if somebody ran around hoovering up all the ammo and health packs and didn't share them you could kick them from the lobby quite easily i I would hope they would have something like that. I'm quite interested to see how how that fits into the Watchdog canon, unless it is just a completely separate thing. I don't know if it will. <clears throat> I don't think that it's going to be part of the main story. Um, I think that, that you'll have to wait for Aiden Pierce to arrive with mm. his gravelly voice for that. Um, Not some massive government conspiracy with cyber same, zombies. In much the same way that the zombie mode in, Bla- in Black Ops is not really, not really part of the to. campaign. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. For the, week. the only unfortunate thing is, according to a uh, report on Engadget, hmm. uh, it's being rolled out to PCs first in alpha, uh, oh. which means you might have to wait a little bit longer for it for, on a console. <clears throat> it also might mean, because it's in alpha, it might be bug-ridden. Yeah, um, even if you're playing it on PC, it might be a bit wonky. But here's hoping that it's not uh, bug-ridden and the alpha changes to a full uh, update for console jockeys soonish. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Other news is several Need, Need for, for Speed, Speed games yeah. are going to be retired in much the way replicants are retired in Blade Runner. <laughs> As in, so what? You can't, you're not going to be able to buy them anymore? You won't be able to buy them anymore and their servers are being uh, 
uh, being turned off at the end of August. That's sad. I um, mean, I'm not I'm not a massive Need for Speed fan, but I know how big it is as a franchise. Yeah, and um, it's, uh, it's always sad to see uh, the sunset on a on a particularly big set of games. Yeah. What uh, do we What do we do? We, do we know which ones specifically are being shut down? Need for Speed Carbon, Need for Speed Undercover, Need for Speed Shift, Need for Speed Shift Two Unleashed, and Need for Speed The Run. So that's that's five, right? Mm, Am I counting that? Yeah, right? that's five. That's five. That's quite a few. Yeah. And they basically said that the reason that they get they're, they're retiring them is that the number of players has come to the point where it's no longer feasible to continue the work behind the scenes required to keep the titles in question up and running. Um, <clears throat> you'll if you own a copy, it's not like it's going to disappear, disappear from your yeah. library. Um, especially if you own a physical copy, mm. um, but um, you won't be able to use any of the online features. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So the games are like you're never you're not not going to be able to play them ever again. Well, no, but, but you'll have to buy them secondhand because yeah, yeah. they're going to disappear from digital storefronts as sure. well. Sure. Sad. The only one I know out of that list is is Undercover, which I remember being quite big when it came out. Mm. I um, remember the run. The run was kind of like um, uh, if you oh, you probably haven't. I mean, this <laughs> is way before your time. A Clint Eastwood film called Gauntlet. Haven't seen it. Essentially, it's a race across the United States where the participants are being attacked um, by uh, by people who have been hired to kill them, and Clint Eastwood has to get from one end of the race to the other. <laughs> and that's what the run is. It's essentially, you're on the run. Um, it, it was a nice concept. I, I enjoyed playing it at the time. Mm. Um, but, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that one of the things that the community manager at, um, for the Need for Speed franchise said was, that, well, we've got these other games out there that are really, really good. Mm. And we're like, well, apart from Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted, um, which I haven't seen pitch up on Game Pass at all. Yeah. Um, I'm not really enthused by many of the Need for Speed the games. games. I was going to say, I've, I'm noticing a lack of Need for Speed games on Game Pass. But would that be, because Xbox has, has, has Forza, so would that be like a... No, 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 because um, you've got EA Pass as well. So you have a load of... Need. Oh, yeah. So you've got Need for Speed, The Rivals, Need for Speed, um, well, just Need for Speed. Need for Speed. Um, need for Speed Payback. And uh, another need. For, no, I, I, I take it you don't like that one. I, I have a problem with any game that is sold to me at full price, which I then am expected to um, fork out money for pay-to-win mechanics. Oh, okay, fair. I enough. don't know if they're still in there, but they certainly were at launch. Hmm. Um, much in the same way, Battlefront 2's um, pay-to-win mechanics were going to be there at launch. They took them out ahead of launch because of all the controversy surrounding it. I, did they? And then they put them back in, and yeah, then according to in. you, they've taken them out again. Yeah, I, so, I mean, a bit of a tangent. A Battlefront 2 has had a bit of a redemption arc in mm. that regard, where it's become much more, you know, much more... Um, well, much less, sorry. In, in fact, in wallet play, gouging. I yeah, think much less wallet for. gouging. Exactly. That's the word. <laughs> um, I'm, by the way, shameful admission, I pre-ordered it. That's not a and shameful admission. And I pre-ordered the, the one that gave you a bunch of loot boxes to begin with. Oh as well. Yeah, that was, you know, you should have waited for me to finish. Well, that having been said, you weren't working as a journalist at the time. That's true. You were a kid who just liked Star Wars. I was, I was 15, 16, mm. high school. And I, I didn't know any better. I'm sorry. I've learned and I, and, 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 and well, I you know, appreciate the mistake I made. You know, life's a learning curve. Mm. Um, other than that, there were a couple of reveals last week. There were. We had... We had, what do we have? Oh, we had Far Cry 6 yep. was revealed and also Horizon Forbidden, Forbidden West. West. Yes. Yes. Uh, I have to say I'm more excited about the latter. I, Just yeah. because it has 
massive robots in it. Robo Dino is always going to be more exciting. I mean, Far Cry is awesome as a franchise, but, yeah. you know, Robo Dinos are just cool. Yeah, no, 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 I mean, it wasn't just Robo Dinos. You had Robo Horses and Robo Deer and all the rest of it. So I actually, I haven't watched the reveal yet, mostly because I, I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn because it only, I, I'm an Xbox user and it was, it was only on PlayStation for the longest time. Mm. And out of sheer jealousy and spite, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know oh. it looks awesome. Okay, so... Horizon Forbidden West is the sequel to Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Um, and essentially what it is, it's set in a world that kind of looks like it's a caveman world. Hmm. Uh, but then you would wonder why are there robot animals and dinosaurs wandering around in a uh, prehistoric setting. Hmm. What you found out in the first game, and if you didn't play it, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. Uh, you found that in actual fact you're in the far future. And right. um, these these animals were meant to replenish mankind, and something went wrong. Uh, and so, now so now humans have basically returned to the roots where they're all in tribes and stuff like that. Is it kind of like a, a a nature reclaimed kind of thing? In a way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the veneer of uh, I mean, the world of um, uh, the of Horizon as a franchise reminds me a hell of a lot of um, Enslaved Odyssey to the West mm. which is essentially once again in the far future where nature has reclaimed has the back. world okay and um, Horizon Forbidden West sees the protagonist Alloy Alloy um, heading off west funnily enough mm. um, because there's a plague that's arrived and is starting to kill off people so she's trying to find the source of it along the way she runs into um, tribes who are hostile to her and who unfortunately for her have learned her special trick which is how to hijack um, these um, these uh, big mechs yeah. and use them as steeds oh right. okay um, you've got a bunch of new stuff you've got like a, a hang well a hang glider which is a kind of virtual hang glider which slows down your descent you've got an apparatus for breathing underwater mm. so you can explore underwater um, you've got a grappling hook because those are always fun. I, it, it's, I think it's a fact that any game that puts a grappling hook into it gets like an extra five points. Indeed. Indeed. Just, if there's a grappling hook, your game is better for I it. Wanna, you get a point because there's a grappling hook in a game I'm playing at the moment called uh, Necrogun. Um, uh, gun for hire or something like that. Yeah. He's got a grappling hook, but it's not as well implemented as it is in, say, Titanfall. Too. Oh, dude, that was awesome. I mean, the grappling hook in Titanfall 2, I don't even know oh. why anyone uses anything else. It's so, uh, uh, we're, not, we're not talking about Titanfall no, no, 2. Absolutely we're not. talking about a different mech game. Yeah. So, I mean, Horizon Zero, uh, so Horizon Forbidden West looks quite tasty. Mm. It, looks, it looks phenomenal from what I've seen. I didn't really watch the Far Cry 6 reveal. Mm. Um, and the reason being is because I'm about... I think I'm kind of Far Cried out. Um, the last one I played was um, Far Cry 5. Um, that's that's the one in the deep south with the um, religious zealots. Yeah, yeah, mm. that one. Yeah, I played that one, and I kind of like I said, I, I kind of had franchise fatigue with it. Fair enough. I, I mean, mean I mean, there were great moments in Far Cry Five. I mean, I really loved raiding um, outposts with a, a, a bear called Cheeseburger and a <laughs> puma in tow. You know, that was quite fun. That sounds like a time. But um, yeah, um, Far Cry Six. The only thing I know about it is Giancarlo Esposito. He of Breaking Bad frame, he uh, played Gus Fring um, in Breaking Bad. I haven't, I haven't watched Breaking Bad. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. I haven't watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> My goodness. What else has Giancarlo been in? He's probably been in everything. I, I mean, but you know who he is. I'll take your word for it that he's a he's a, a vo an actor to be looked out for. No, he's very, very good. Um, from I also don't know a lot. So I, again, it's I think... Far Cry 3 is on my you have to play this game list because mm. I haven't played a Far Cry game before. I nearly bought Primal, but I didn't. Right. 
Um, <coughs> yeah, so I, I haven't played it yet, but what I, so I don't know a whole lot about Far Cry 6 either. But I what do I know, s- it, it's, is it set, it's set in... It's set in basically a fictionalized version of Cuba. Of Cuba, right. Okay, I was, yeah, it was Cuba. I've been seeing, I haven't read any of the articles um, yet, but I've been seeing some people talking about, uh, the, the devs have been saying that it's a political game, but not for the reasons that you think it is. What? Have they really said that? Uh, some, yeah, they said it's political, but it's not like a spin on Cuban R- affairs. A real world politics. Yeah, like Cuban history. Um, which is interesting and also quite brave of them to say out loud. I don't know. I think that, that uh, Ubisoft's been running away from the politics question for years. Well, that's what they did with Watch Dogs, where yeah. they said this is not a poli- you know post-Brexit Watch Dogs game. Yeah. Oh, this is not a political game. Yeah, Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, right. Whatever yeah. you, you say, Ubisoft. Um, well, in that instance, you could say Far Cry 4 is a little bit political because essentially what you're doing is you're bringing down a dictator. And you're helping a bunch of rebels do it. Yeah. So but I suppose that has a slight uh, sh- physical context. Sure, but it's not... I think, I think you know, and this goes for most media, it can... Once you found it in, in very real settings like Cuba, mm. um, or, or if you were to take proper historical accuracy with the setting and its, and its controversies and its political... Um, history. Yeah, history. Then it makes it infinitely more political than if it were just, let's say, a left-leaning or right-leaning mm. game for, for broad political concepts. Oh. You know, once you founded it on something that happened, it becomes that much more political. To tell you the truth, I have a theory about this. And once again, if Ubisoft or indeed anyone else out there is listening, this is just a theory and it's my theory. So it may not be true. A game theory. Indeed. I think the reason that Ubisoft say their games aren't political is because you get people who come on Twitter and social media going, get your politics out of my game. I have never seen a bunch of people come on Twitter or social media and go, put my politics back in your game. I think that, I think that's when uh, there are a certain subsect of gamers who, when they see what they presume to be politics, especially if it affects them directly, they get very, very angry about it. Mm. And the rest of us just shrug, roll our eyes and go, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or, I mean, even, yeah, you're either, you're either, you're either indifferent to it or even on board with it, which, you know, probably won't have you say get politics out of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, you know, I've always found that argument very, very silly because, you know, lots and lots of people are saying that, you know, games are basically toys. Yeah. But they can cross the boundary now into art. Mm. Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, And they can be used to address certain things. And if like, you're going to say, if you, if you accept that games can be art, you have to accept that politics can feasibly be a part of it oh, yeah. because art's been addressing everything from politics to gender to I mean I could sit here all day and it's, see it's the, thing, well, that's, the that's, things that, that art's been addressing that's that that famous quote is that art imitates life mm. or does life imitate art but um that's the thing yeah if you if you you're exactly it, right yeah. if you accept that as a base level shut up yeah shut, <laughs> if, you, if you want to if you and particularly because if you want I feel if you want games as a genre as, as a piece of media to be taken seriously, you have to say it's art. Mm. It's, it can't be a toy and then also say, we'll take gaming and gamers seriously. And if it's art, there should be, you know, yeah. you can totally put your politics into it. And you know what? Not every single piece of art is created for you. Exactly. Absolutely. For example, I like Kadinsky. I like Escher. I'm not the biggest fan of Andy Warhol, although <laughs> I know what he did. You know, it's like, you know, not every piece of art is going it, to appeal to you. Yeah, it's not built there for you. There are some you. people who are going to tell you that... Um, the works of Susan Sontag are amazing. And there's some people who'll say it's pretentious garbage. Mm-hmm. Some people will tell you Ulysses is the greatest novel ever written. Of all time. Right. And some people will go, yeah, whatever. It's, you know, that's the beauty of art. Yeah. Is it's, it's completely subjective at, well. in, in certain, in, in most instances, it's completely 
well, subjective. Well, stepping down from that pedestal quite um, as you can tell, we're quite fervently. We're quite high-minded individuals I'm here not, at Stuff Plays. I've been playing Knockout City. There's nothing high-minded about that. Let's talk <laughs> Knockout City. Tell me about Knockout City because that looks like a world of fun. Okay, so you've played dodgeball. Yeah. You know how it works. Yeah, I watched the I watched the uh, the um, Vince Vaughn movie as well. Right. Okay. So imagine dodgeball, except instead of standing across uh, a line from each other on a court, mm. you are running around a multi-tiered maze which has like. Uh, you know, uh, green glowing orbs that you jump off and it boosts your jump. You can jump into pipes and shoot to the other end of the of the map. Um, you can pick up balls that explode when you <laughs> throw them, or if you hold them too long, they'll explode in your hand. You can throw a ball that is in actual fact a cage, trapping another player inside it, then pick up the cage ball and throw him off the map and get a and get a, a get point. point. Um, you know, you you can uh, you can crunch yourself up into a ball and have a mate of yours pick you up and throw you at somebody <laughs> if you want. Um, although, if the other person catches you, they can throw you off the map and score points. It's basically dodgeball on steroids. That sounds that sounds awesome. It is. And does it, so does it play? Does it? People have been saying online that it plays like a, like a shooter. You, it does. You've been comparing it to Fortnite. Um, um, basically, in, in style. It's rather, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, okay. So imagine Fallout, yeah. right? Except instead of having a ring that's slowly closing on all of you and it's the last you, person. Sorry, you mean Fortnite, not Fallout. Fortnite, yeah. Sorry. That one. Did I say Fallout? You said Fallout. All right. Something Fortnite. I'm not editing that. I can't be bothered. Anyway, <laughs> um, so imagine Fortnite, but yeah. instead of a ring that's slowly closing and it's going to be one person for themselves by the end, mm. um, and you have a gun or, you know, a banana that fires you know, rockets, bullets, you know, yeah. whatever, or whatever you're armed whatever with. Whatever they're doing in Fortnite at the moment. Right. Instead of that, you have a self-contained series of mazes or, you know, arenas, I mm. suppose they're called. And the only ammunition you have is a ball. And depending on, and, and you pick up balls as you run around, you know, they're all scattered around the, uh, the, the, the arenas. But depending on which mode you're playing, you know, you could be like first to ten or you could be playing a, a mode where if you throw a ball at an opponent and knock them over, diamonds spill out of them and you gain points by picking up the diamonds. And That's like kill confirming. Yeah, pretty demons. much. Yeah. And, and um, you know, uh, the, the team with the most diamonds wins. And then there's a mode where all the balls are either exploding or cage balls or more and more and more. Um, you know, uh, you there are things that they've nicked. Well, I say nicked that, yeah, I mean, if... They've nicked it, so has Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> but like, you know, you can jump and then this little hang glider appears and you can slow your descent if you want to. Mm. There's a double jump. You can actually knock people over. Um, if they don't see you coming, you can knock them over and take the ball away from them. You know, it, it's quite rambunctious. The whole thing is set in a cartoon veneer that looks very much like Fortnite. You it's, know? It sounds Angular faces, uh, haircuts that you oh. could land helicopters on, <laughs> you know, jackets and stuff like that. You can buy cosmetics, um, um, uh, and, and, and this is where a lot of reviewers and myself included um, kind of were sitting there going, why is this a free-to-play? This looks like a free-to-play. It plays like a free-to-play. The fact that it's got microtransactions in it means it's a free-to-play. Screams free-to-play. Right. But it's not. It's um, Locally, it's 349 Rand. Mm. Um, um, internationally, I think it's $19.99. Yes, that is not the correct exchange rate. We are paying more. Well, we're aware. Um, <laughs> But like, um, but a couple of things. First of all, unlike say Fortnite, or even Overwatch, or you know Battlefront, yeah, um, you don't buy loot boxes. You go to the store and pick out what you want, 
and buy what you want. Oh, I mean, that's nice. You that's... don't have to buy anything. Nothing's going to help you win. So it's all cosmetic. It's I all suppose. cosmetic. Okay, cool. You know? Um, and also, recently, um, there was a report on The Verge that um, Knockout City has been made free to play for the first 25 levels. As in your character level. As in your character 20, level. 25 level. Okay, so it's, it's got a, so it's, so like it's, a taste it's, test. In a way, I mean, it, it depends whether or not they're going to keep that. I think that they're going to they're going to watch what happens with the amount of numbers if they tick up significantly mm. and if they and if it's a, if the amount of people who reach level 25 stick around afterwards they might actually keep that in in much the same way world of warcraft used to be like you know you have to buy world of warcraft and pay a subscription fee yeah right now you can buy a world of warcraft and you get the first 20 levels free before you have before to pay you have a, to subscribe. a subscription fee yeah so, you know, maybe they'll keep it. I think they should. Um, the free-to-play intro. Yeah. Why, yeah, why I'm done with you. No, and, why and, not at all? And, and, and it's, it's cannily made because, you know, um, you don't have to have, you know, the skills of a Counter-Strike Go um, player to hit a target. You know, if you're close enough and you're you're aiming de decently, you'll hit him. You'll, you'll hit him you know? fine. And, and you can also power up the balls by holding down one of the triggers and then fling it and it'll follow him. Okay, her. That's, it sounds, I mean, not to... It's Kitty's first shooter. I was going to say, this sounds a little bit reductionist, but that's not what I mean about it, is it does sound like a kid-friendly arena shooter. It or, is. Or, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's also... It's awesome. very similar to Splatoon in that regard. Yeah, that's, I was, that was the first comparison I was, I was drawing to it in my mind. It mm. sounds like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Particularly if there's no barrier to entry to begin with. That sounds like a... Yeah. Knockout City could be a bit of a hit. I would, I would offer one pro tip, though. Yes. Learn to pass. Learn, Learn to, pass to pass early on because the thing is you work as a team. Yeah. Right. And um, your 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 players will ask you to pass the ball to them if they're closer to a target than you are. Mm. And if you um, if you're confused as how to do that, they start to get rather irritated with you. And it is in your best interest. And it is in your best interest to yeah. pass as well. Um, it's for kids of all ages, really. It really is. Very, very beginner friendly. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. It's like Splatoon. You, you can give a kid Splatoon at any age that they're old enough to play it. You're not going to have to worry about, you know, bloodshed or gore mm. at all. Mm. So. It, sounds, it sounds awesome. doesn't sound like it's going to be the next big esports title, but I don't think that's what it's trying you to be. You never know. No, I don't. You never know. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting to see EA behind something like this as well. Mm. You know, because, I mean, that's, that's stepping out of their usual sport battlefield need for speed bracket it is a little bit out of it it's it's i mean what ea did um they did the, the those weird plants versus zombies spin-offs as yeah. well though didn't they so it's not entirely well they bought popcap back in the day you see ah okay and the thing is when they bought popcap they bought them just uh, it wasn't just after plants versus zombies had come out i mean plants versus zombies had been out by that stage all over the iPhone, uh, on PC. Um, I think there had been console ports. It even mm. landed on the DS at one stage. It did. Um, and it was uh, shortly after that that they bought PopCap. Sorry, by the way, if you have a DS copy of uh, Plants vs. Zombies, I will pay <laughs> anything to have that Why? in my collection. I just want it. I just want a physical copy of Plants vs. Zombies so I can hold up the cartridge to my friends and be like, check it out. I wonder if that actually has the original, um, the original Michael Jackson zombie in it. Do you remember that? I oh my goodness, I do. I didn't, and then you said it, and I flashed back to like yeah. being eight. Because you know that he, you can't get him in any of those games anymore. Can't you? I because I, I haven't Michael played Jackson's estate sued them. 
the lightness. So that that's why sense. you now have the disco zombie. It's that, yeah, that's exactly. I knew that. I, I, I knew, you can't see. It. I'm pointing very emphatically because yeah. I remember now. Yeah, 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 that's how they replaced them. So yeah, I suppose Plants vs Zombies is kind of like um, you know the day glow world of Knockout City. Mm. I'd say give it a try. Definitely. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it's it a free, try. you know, and it's fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm definitely gonna give it a give it yeah. a try at some point. And speaking of EA, we'll go speaking from the uh, child friendly to the morbidly terrifying because you finally I, clocked I, Dead Space the I, other day. I, I am pleased to announce. I think you can already thinking about it. I, you can hear the relief in my voice. I am pleased to announce that I have bested Dead Space. I have right. finished it. It's been a while. Not because I'm that much of a wimp, just because you know uni's juggling uni and yeah, this uni's, place. Uni's hard, guys. Um, but yes, last night I stayed up, not into the wee hours, but um, I stayed up playing. I probably always, uh, by the way, bad idea, playing playing uh, Dead Space at night by yourself. Um, Try playing Dead Space by yourself at night after your, well, my then, my then <laughs> wife has insisted you wear headphones because she doesn't want to hear any of that no. crap in the kitchen. That, that, <laughs> that that's not healthy. Anyway, not so. Healthy. Yeah, I think, you know what? It's a great game. First off, great great game combat is solid mm. story is gripping there's a pretty big reveal that i will talk about in a second um but and i have to admit this this might be the game that has solidified that horror games just aren't for me i don't i genuinely don't think i have the stomach for them mm. um and it detracts from my enjoyness of them is the big thing it'd be one thing if i was just like oh, i'm too scared like that's the point that's a horror game but i'm scared to the extent that it detracts from the experience for me because all i want is to put it down right um which is like which that's not me hating on anyone who absolutely adores horror games. I wish I wish I could like them as much as Brad if you're listening. I'm sorry, I failed you. Um yeah, but having said that, you did play Resident Evil 4. I did, but and you were nowhere near as terrified as you were Not, not nearly. But Resident Evil 4, you know, in terms of everyone knows the big thing about Dead Space is the atmosphere. Yeah. And it is the second you boot up the game, because they do these little things that make you never feel safe. Even, mm. you know how you feel like you, you've got these safe rooms or you've got your store in the corner, the bench over here. It's kind of like a hub for whatever level you're on yeah. at the time. And you do like two or three missions and you're like, oh, this is the safe room. And on the fourth one, you come back and as you're working at the bench, something pops up behind you to strike, like to kill you, just to remind you, no, you're yeah. not safe. Yeah. And it does that so that the whole experience, all of the 12 hours that I put into it, there was not a single second aside from the intro that I felt comfortable. Mm. Whereas in Resident Evil 4, like it's far more, honestly, I found it way more gloomy in atmosphere than mm. terrifying, more just like something terrible has happened here. Mm. And it's like a mystery horror rather than a horror thriller. Mm. And that's how I could deal with it. I also felt way more empowered. Yeah, I, I, in fact, that's what I was going for. But I think what I meant to say is I feel way less, it's far more open. I felt way less claustrophobic. Yeah. Because you've got these open expanses of land and like fields and a, and a lake in Resident Evil 4. Whereas you've got like three layers of, of claustrophobia in Dead Space where you are inside of a tiny metal tube in the middle of space mm. where no one can hear you scream. Mm. And also I'm in a- Except the neighbors. I'm in a tiny corridor in this metal tube where there are things crawling in the vents and I know they're in the vents. Mm. And even knowing that you can look at the vents and, and there's no guarantee that they're gonna pop out. So there's no consistency to how you're gonna see them coming. Mm. And it's great. It's a, it's, it's a testament to how brilliantly designed Dead Space is. Um, but yeah, I genuinely, I think it, it, it was, is a superbly designed it's a really, it is, horror it, game. It does exactly what it is trying to do mm. perfectly and still keeps you entertained enough mm. in terms of story. Um, 
The soundtrack's phenomenal. The the, the the score is phenomenal. The combat's really good. The combat's really good. That's another way that it offsets you. But I think what, it, what, what Dead Space gets so right, again, is getting you accustomed or taking the things you're accustomed to, like a safe zone, and throwing it out the window. For example, like the, the main part of combat is that you can't aim for the body and you can't aim for the head, mm. which if you have ever played any other shooting game in your life... That's is very hard to adjust that's to. That's the natural thing to do. Yeah, you're like, I need to aim for the body because it's the biggest part. But now you're like looking at these flailing limbs, trying mm. to aim for them and panicking because this thing is coming mm. at you. And the weapons are really well balanced as well. I mean, the thing is, one of my favorites of, of uh, Dead Space um, when I first played it, one of my favorite weapons was the line thrower, mm. right? Which is essentially a shotgun. Yeah. And you point it at the legs or the head and they go away. They're just gone. Right. But ammo for that is scarce. And there's only so many rounds you've got in there. Yeah, you, I think you can get up to like seven total. Yeah. But it also takes, you know, reloading between shots because it's a shotgun. Yeah. Still, if you miss one of those shots, particularly when you when you encounter the um, the marine necromorphs who are mm. a lot quicker, mm. that's that can often be a death sentence. Is if you miss that first shot mm. and you don't take out their legs, they'll be on you while mm. you're reloading. Yeah, no, I think gameplay-wise, it is one of the tightest games I've ever played. Mm. Story-wise, it's also good. It's gripping. It's a it's a good, intriguing uh, horror mystery thriller. And um, there's this big reveal. Which we can talk about the story. We right? can talk about the we, story. We, now. So spoiler alerts. If you yeah. have, if we've we, been talking about Dead Space on and off for about three weeks. So if yeah. you if you if you are not interested in playing Dead Space, you probably don't care that we're going to spoil the story. Yeah. If you are interested in playing Dead Space, turn off now because here we go. Yeah. So, you're the whole time, you know, you're, you're Isaac Clark is searching for his wife. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm. <laughs> I think Dead Space should have a tagline: Isaac Clark's big, bad, dirty, rotten, horribly awful day. Right. Uh, also, this is broken. Go fix it. The game. Yeah. Um, in terms of gameplay, but story-wise, you know. We sp we've spoken about the necromorphs and like mm -hmm. the whole the whole mystery of what the hell's happening on the Ishimura, mm. but without going into too much boring detail, you find out there's this big governmental conspiracy with this church of unitology mm. talking about um, oh make us whole again Isaac uh, mm. uh, this this I don't know the m many of the details of the greater plot because there are two whole games that I haven't played yet that mm. would explain that I'm sure, but there's this cult that wants to be transformed by this marker thing mm. into the necromorphs who then presumably you meet this giant necromorph right at the end who you can tell as oh this is like a culmination of a bunch of different necromorphs mm. and that's you know united unitology mm. and you and the frightening thing about this unitology cult is it's worked its way not only into the military but also into you know politics yeah. so you don't actually know which members of your crew are unitologists and who aren't. Yeah, it's, you don't know. I mean, you, you said a couple, I think in the first week that we spoke about it, how I was like, oh, I don't trust anyone. And you were like, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah, I don't know who's who's in on it, who's not. Who When people are, you meet like two other people on the ship aside from the first two who you enter with mm. and you meet them. And even when they sound like they're trying to help you, you can never tell is like are they trying to trick me so that they can do the whole unitology thing or am i i don't know and then you just do the mission mm. anyway because it's a game and a game has to happen at some point well you see what i think is that anyone who has played dead space if you played bioshock before you had probably been stung so badly by atlas you'll <laughs> never trust anybody talking to you over <laughs> Any, a anybody, over a radio ever by the again way, it's it's great that you bring up bioshock because i kept thinking with the amount of the amount of shite that I am doing, that Isaac is doing, that other people are telling me to, I am surprised I have not heard would you kindly at least once <laughs> throughout the whole game. I'm I, Genuinely, it was the one part of the game that started to grate on me is that yeah. 12 hours in, 
the gameplay loop is still Isaac. I'm trying to do this thing, but the automatic function is the automatic the automation the automation system is malfunctioning. You need to go in and do it manually. And I was like, does does nothing on this ship work anymore? Yeah. Just say so, and I'll do it all, and then come then we can come back to the that. That having been said, though, Isaac Clark was the engineer they brought with them for that very reason. Yeah, sure, but you know, he didn't know there'd be necromorphs. No. Because now now it's your job. Also, can you do some extermination on the way there? K thanks die. No. And um. So I'm, I sound like I'm hating on it, but I mean, it's it, it's still great. It's still a great um, game. You get this big reveal that this this woman you've been working, Kendra, I think her name yep. is, she is... She pop. leaves you to die. She just, dude, she just ups and goes. To be fair, she gets she gets squashed afterwards, so like karma. Um, yeah. But she, I can't, I wasn't paying massive attention at this point because I was tired and scared and just wanted it to be done. Yeah, you... you is, do, she, is she, was she a unitologist yeah. or was she, she was a unitologist and she was trying to bring the marker back to Earth. Yeah. Because the marker was on this planet that they cracked where they mm. discovered um, what it was b doing to the people on the planet. She mm. was trying to take it back to Earth and Isaac didn't want to let that happen. Mm. Um, and long story short, she gets gooshed by this big necromorph, yeah. ironic. And um, Isaac... Kills it. He does kill it. Very anticlimactic fight, by the way, yeah. that I just had to shoot like five targets to get in, to get the thing to die. But that's not the point. I, I, I get that horror bosses are a weird thing to uh, to design, and I'm no game dev, so mm. I shan't. Yeah, there's, there's there's probably an article to be written about the best horror horror bosses. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's a hard it's hard to pull off because it's you know when you're in a fight, obviously you, if it's a boss fight in a, in a video game, you tend to think, well, I need to be able to win this. Which well, the thing is about Dead Space is there are very few boss fights. I think there. I think there are. Th I don't think there are. I think there, there are two. There's, there's like one where you're in zero gravity, and there's this thing with tendrils beneath mm. you where you have to get out of there. That fight sucked, by the way. All right. And then there's the last one. There's also, to be fair, there's one where you shoot a similar big tendril monster with an onboard, um, mm. uh, like laser gun system, but that's yeah. not. Yeah. But most of, most of the quote unquote boss fights are the doors slam shut and then things start coming through the vents at a rate of knots. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, basically it's, it. It's like Doom. You haven't played Dead Space 2 yet. No, and you know what? I <laughs> There was a, someone on r slash patient gamers was like, what are you playing this week? And I said, I just finished Dead Space. I think I'm going to take the next week to just shiver in a corner before I touch a controller again. Yeah. Dead Space 2 has a particularly nasty boss. It's a necromorph where you shoot its arms and legs off and you go, ha, there I you got are. you. And then they just regenerate. And you, oh, and you realize this thing can't actually be killed by anything that I've got. They it will just regenerate. Hold and regenerate. on, they had that. That uh, it might even be the same necromorph, but they had one of those in the first one. You see it twice, and you just have to run. Yeah, like the scientist is like, "Behold my this one." one this of great the, creation. Yeah, behold my creation. And I'm like, ha, doof, doof. and the arms fall off, and the thing's like, uh, you know, it does like a piccolo from Dragon Ball Z and just regrows, and I'm yeah. like, what? Uh, uh, oh dear. What do I do now? And Kendra's like, you just gotta run, dude. Mm. Um, so that is that is in there, but you don't actually fight it properly. I I don't. I'm. I will probably at some point pick up Dead Space Two. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, I think what you need now is a palate cleanser. Absolutely. Although, hang on. I did want to talk before we before we talk about palate cleansers. The big twist. Yeah. Is that you've been following your wife's voice, Nicole, or girlfriend, fiance? I can't remember. Your, your, your other half. Your significant other. Mm. Nicole, you're remembering... Uh, you've seen her a couple of times and you're remembering like a, a video she sent you on your way there yeah. saying she wishes... Like everything's going to garbage. I need to see you. Mm. And it turns out Kendra reveals to you, which by the way, she makes a very good point. She's like, look at yourself, Isaac. You're insane. Mm. And you go... You as the player are like, no, everyone else is insane. I'm fine. But then 
Isaac, she tells you to watch the video from Nicole again, and Isaac, and she says, watch it all the way through to the end, which, by the way, kind of lame, because, like, we as the player were never supposed to know that Isaac mm. was just stopping the video before the last 30 seconds. Mm. But Nicole, like, she's a unitologist, and she commits... I think that's what happened. She, she, she like... Offs herself. Yeah, she injects herself with, with, with the necromorph thingy, and she dies. Which, by the way, first off, my first thought was, oh my god, what if she was one of the necromorphs that I killed on the ship? Yeah. But you find out that Nicole has been dead the whole time, and it is like a little piece of dead, dead space, not dead cells, trivia, that if you line up all 12 chapters mm. together and you take the first letter from each chapter it spells out nicole is dead yeah which is very cool by the way yeah it is um, very cool and that's that does you know oh. i felt insane by the end of this game so when she was like isaac you're insane and he watched the video and you'd been seeing your dead wife the whole time i was like damn that's a very player character mm. um what's the sync up i yeah. guess is the for lack of a better term well um, you know to tell you the truth i'm mostly impressed by the fact that we have spent i think the last 20 minutes waxing lyrical about two incredibly good games mm. from ea it's yeah it's think a, about that for a, a second weird, a weird. ea get a hell of a lot of flack you know and sometimes deservedly so absolutely but like you know knockout city ea dead space ea you know but then again, Dead Space comes from an era when EA were, were, were releasing really interesting things. Like, for example, um, Brutal Legend and Shadows of the Damned mm. and Bulletstorm, mm. which is arguably one of the best shooters released on that generation you of said, consoles. They did have a bit of a golden, a bit of a golden age. That's not to say they haven't put out good games recently. But no, but, uh, you know, like I said, Knockout City, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a break from the Need for Speed Battlefield sports factory. Oh, yeah, no, def definitely a bit of a... A segue. But yes, I absolutely need a, a palate cleanser after that. Would we'll you recommend you. it? Absolutely. If, if you like if, horror games? If, if you have... Tell you what, watch some gameplay footage. If you have the stomach for it, it's, and if you're into action games or horror games, it'll be a good game for you. Yeah. Um, if you don't have the stomach for it, perfectly reasonable that you steer clear, read a plot summary or something. Mm. If the story intrigues you, which is always my thing, is the story's intriguing, but I don't know if I can handle the visuals. Mm. If the story intrigues you, but you can't play the game, just read, read the plot. Mm. Um, Dead, Dead Space, eight out of 10, great game. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you very much, Max. Thank you for having me, Nick. And I hope that you sleep easier in the coming weeks. I hope so too. I'm Nick Cowan, we'll see you next week. <laughs>